Well, hello, everybody. This is Rich Pullen. And Stacey Ham. And happy 4th of July, everybody. It's July 3rd. I uh, hope everybody had a good holiday weekend and has plans for tomorrow. Uh, I don't know about you, Stacey Ham. Well, you played golf this weekend. I worked uh, most of the weekend, yeah. but uh, uh, looking forward to a wonderful July 4th. Happy birthday to, uh, to America. And it was a great uh, weekend watching golf, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a great weekend. And as they say in America, happy birthday, America. Bitch, come on. Got to so, get it right. So so <laughs> years ago, I'll tell you a story. So years ago, um, during my training, uh, oh, by the way, we're brought to you by Stimregen, which is a, a wonderful product which uh, mobilizes and releases the stem cells in your own body. Uh, Stimregen.com is their website. And uh, basically, it... Uh, uh, mobilizes your stem cells and releases them into circulation to points of injury. It can help musculoskeletal issues and cardiac issues and uh, just a daily, a daily supplement, a uh, wonderful product. But anyway, I'm going to tell you a story. Uh, so years ago, I worked for the year in England uh, doing neurosurgical training. And on July 4th, they were very nice and they had a barbecue for, for us. Uh, uh, there, there were two you know, Americans and both of us had wives. I don't think either of us had kids at that point. My my wonderful uh, children had not been born yet. And my friend Drew Chanel, he actually had a, a child born in England. Uh, we were in Devon and he named his son Devon uh, after our region. But anyway, they had a, a, a picnic for us. And the British nurses there, you know, it was very nice. They had, you know, hamburgers and hot dogs and, and you know, just typical picnic food, barbecue food. And they asked, you know, me, what we do back home for the 4th of July. And I said, well, it's, it's, it's very much like this. Uh, you know, we, uh, uh, we have barbecues and eat hamburgers and hot dogs. And, you know, sometimes we light off firecrackers or go someplace to watch firecrackers and we burn the British flag in effigy. And they, and they looked at me and I'm like, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm we, glad you didn't say we have Joey Chestnut and eating a bunch of hot dogs and oh throwing them out after. Yeah. Oh, disgusting. Yeah, I guess we got to watch that tomorrow. Um, yeah. But uh, you burn the British flag. You <laughs> burn the British flag. I, I, I don't know. I just matter of fact, like, oh, yeah, of course, that's what we do. Um, but anyway. Did uh, they burn your hot dog and hamburgers after that? Oh, God. Well, I mean, it's probably the only good food that they, that they could make in England because everything else was like pasties and ugh. Uh, yeah. the real British food was, was not good. Um, good French fries, good free, good, uh, chips, what they call it. really good chips. Well, I love the British. They're, they're the nicest people, but anyway, uh, so a great weekend watching golf and we'll talk about the various tournaments, uh, amazing, uh, comeback for Ricky Fowler, uh, absolutely amazing performance by, uh, Bernard Longer winning his 12th, uh, senior major tournament. Uh, yeah, a, I'm really impressed with that 65 year old dude. Oh I mean, my, he, oh my gosh! I mean, they commented like he's 65 years old. He's the precision. He hits. He's hitting an old driver, not even the newest technology, but he's still out driving the guys and just, just, just 
Oh man, he's just so good. I I, I, I marvel at how good he is. How it's just great to watch. Sixty-five. And he's so refreshing. Sixty-five years old. Stuff. Yeah, and uh, you know, uh, so I I didn't watch very much. I watched a little bit of the live event, not very much of it. But you know, the live does some smart things. So it was very smart for them to put a tournament in Adelaide, who was starved for a golf tournament, and that was very successful. And by all accounts, they put this tournament in Valderrama, Spain, another place, an iconic course that doesn't have regular stops on the DP World Tour. And uh, apparently, you know, again, in Spain, the local, uh, the, the local tournament uh, was, was very successful. Uh, again, we'll see, you know, Liv is not, uh, uh, is not releasing their broadcast numbers on the CW, but as a friend of the podcast, Michael Whalen once uh, told me as we were kind of chatting on Twitter, what uh, drives eyeballs in golf are tournament names, courses, and Tiger Woods, and probably not in that order, probably Tiger Woods, then tournament names, then courses. But Valderrama is a course that, you know, even maybe if you weren't interested in live, you might tune in just to see what Valderrama looks like because we haven't seen it on the world yeah. stage in a while. Absolutely. Great course, great course. Like I said earlier, I mean, I think I remember Valderrama when Tiger and David Duvall played in a, I think it was a, in a that team event, those two won at Valderrama. What a, what a beautiful place. And you know what, Bryson DeChambeau, what happened to him? Jesus. Well, he almost won. He almost won. Well, almost. We'll, we'll go over that in a second. Uh, I remember Valderrama because it was the first, uh, Valderrama hosted the first Ryder Cup on continental soil. Uh, went once uh, Jack Nicholas, uh, you know, uh, made the suggestion to have the uh, European Ryder Cup team opened up to more than just the British Isles. Uh, let's see what else. Um, we're going to go over the Ryder Cup standings, and there have been some changes. And I have a mea culpa with regard to the European Ryder Cup team. And then we're going to do something a little exercise, Stacy. So there's been a lot of speculation: what's going to happen to Live? Uh, once this kind of merger is finalized. And one of the things which has been postulated is that, is that in the, what we call the silly season, after the Ryder Cup and before the Tournament of Champions, that live will kind of live on as some sort of more expanded team event, where the teams won't be these kind of almost random teams that Liv has put together with stupid names, but will be more meaningful teams uh, country teams, regions of the United States. And so I put together a list of 25 teams, team names for, you know, essentially the top hundred players in the world thereabouts. And you're going to, you're, I'm going to give the team name and you're going to tell me who you think should be on those teams. What, what do you think of that idea? I, I love it. I think it's a really good idea. I mean, I think you pique people's interest to get them in, just to get them interested in this team this team thing that they're doing. I think they're going to have to do what you and I talked about on Friday, uh, Saturday night. I think this is a good idea for us to kind of kick it off because I think you got to make this interesting, Rich. You got to get teams. You got to get some good things going to have people interested in it because otherwise I don't get the whole thing. I mean, I look at these guys and they're all doing it for money now. I mean, the only reason these guys are team, I mean, yes, it's a good idea to team up, but you know, when your guy wins and your team goes high, you make money. So that's the reason they're doing it. But I think we need to put a, what we're talking about today is going to put a little extra spin on it and make it even better, possibly. So, Liv, I think you should go a different route. 
when you're trying to get people involved in these team, this team uh, aspect. But I like what we're going to talk about later. Rich. I think it's going to be great. So let's just, just as an example, let's just I'll, I'll give you an example. So so uh, right. um, if you had a team that was called Deep in the Heart of Texas, uh, okay. so four guys who are who are related to Texas in some way, either the mm -hmm. university or or the or the state. Okay. Give me four, okay, give me I'll four give, guys. You want me to give you four guys? You give me four guys. Uh, let me think. I, I, I'll have to take Jordan Seas. He's one of them. There's, there's some guy named Scotty Scheffler, right? Got Scotty Scheffler. I, I, uh, Ryan Palmer. He's a Texan, right? Ryan Palmer was my number five for this. He's kind of fallen okay. in the world rankings, but he would be a good one, but he's kind of fallen number, a little bit. Number four, Texas. There's so many good Texans. Uh, you mentioned, you mentioned one of them already. Uh, Colt Nost, but I didn't say him. Colt Nost. Which one did I mention earlier? Uh, Bryson DeChambeau. Bryson DeChambeau, who went to SMU. Yeah, and that's then the, my four right there. Oh, uh, you had Palmer. So, so I put Bo Hostler right. in instead of Palmer because I think he's a little higher in the world True. rankings. But you yeah. could do you could yeah. do either way. Bo Hostler, Ryan. Yeah, I'm I'm sure there's guys we're not thinking of, but but uh, yeah. and there's some guys like like Tom Hoagie. I have someplace, even though he went to school in Texas. You know, I think of Tom Hoagie in a different category. So, so, you know, yeah. uh, but anyway, so that's, that's what we're going to do. So, but before we get there, uh, you know, most of you who listen to this podcast know that we come to you every week from Portland, Oregon, and there's two problems, two issues of angst facing Portland, Oregon right now, Stace. And number one is homelessness, which is getting worse and worse all the time here. Uh, and number two is the fact that Damian Lillard has announced that he wants to leave the Portland Trailblazers. What did you think when, when you heard that on Saturday? What was your first thought? Wow. You know, like I said, I'm a fan of basketball. I'm a fan of the sport. I mean, I think Blazer basketball is exciting in this town, right? I mean, we don't have much. Else. We, have, we, we don't have anything yeah. else. We have, we have soccer. And, we, have, we, yeah. have, we have soccer. But the soccer fans and the basketball fans are, you know, there are some that overlap, but it's kind of a different group, right? The soccer it's fans. It's kind of a different group. The soccer fans are, are very, are, are, they're wonderful fans. They're some of the best you know, fans in the MLS, but the, the Blazer fans have always been known as some of the best fans in the NBA. And I don't think they're the same people. They're totally different people. But uh, so my thing is, okay, we've, Portland kind of had a chance, right? I mean, you think of the draft picks we've kind of missed on. We drafted Damien. We got, got it right. Have Aldridge on the team. We got it right. Aldridge is going to go back home because Texas is good for him. He's from there. There's no state income tax. Uh, so I think that, you know, that was going to happen. So we lost, we lost Aldridge and then our team kind of went to hell. And we said, it's a small market. So it's hard to get good players to come here. I don't understand why, but it's just not a big, I mean, it's hard to get players because it's not a big market. But I think at this point with Dave, you got to get something for him. You make this trade to get something for him because we're not going to put a winner on the floor. We're not going to get attract Gr Draymond Greens of the world. We're not going to attract, you know, Troy Brown. We're not going to get the good players here. It's just hard, right? So I think you gotta trade him to get something to build and start new, start you know, anew. I think. You know, there's some people out there who seem very angry at Dame. There are other people who are angry at the organization. I think it's you know I think unfortunately for a town like this in the NBA, it's somewhat inevitable. Either you get lucky and you're able to draft a second superstar. Uh, there's certain teams like Miami. You know, yeah, Miami's a destination, but they have drafted and developed very well. San Antonio yep. keeps getting number one draft picks in years where they get franchise players. Uh, 
Or you get lucky. You draft a Nikola Jokic in the second round who turns into a superstar. You draft Kawhi Leonard at number, I think he was the 14th or 15th pick in the draft, or, or Giannis, and, and you get lucky. When you're, I agree. When, I mean, you're, when you're Milwaukee or Portland, you're not going to get Kevin Durant interested in coming there. LeBron James is not going to yeah. come to Portland, Oregon. The best you can do yeah. is hope that the guys like it here because it really is a, you know, it's a nice place to live and the fans love you. Uh, mm -hmm. And, you know, you can, you know, as a basketball player, you can become a city icon. You can have car dealerships. Uh, you can be the most important person in the city as Dame has been. Uh, I don't know. I'm not angry at Dame. I'm not angry at the no. at the team either. I mean, I really think they probably did their best to try to surround him with superstars, and they just you know swung and missed a couple times. Yeah, just swung and missed. I mean, think about it. I mean, there have been a couple instances, Rich, in uh, Blazer. Maybe it's just not meant to be. There have been a couple instances where we took the wrong player. We took Greg Oden. We could have had Kevin Durant. You know, we took uh, who else? We take. We, we took Zach, had Michael we, Jordan. But we took Sam. 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 Sam Bowie. I mean, even more yeah, recently, I mean, we could have we could have had Donovan Mitchell, and we drafted Zach Collins, and it's and it's not Zach Collins' fault; he was hurt all the time. You know, it seems to be this yeah. seems to be a city where where you draft somebody, especially a big guy, and they get hurt. Uh, so I mean, I'm not amazing though. You, uh, I'm just know how you not take that guy in the backcourt, Donovan just, Mitchell, and, and pair him with together together with uh, Dame would have been amazing. But I'm you know I'm just disappointed, right. Stace. I mean, you know, we well, you don't go to as many games as you used to. You used to no. go to more games than I did. But, you know, I go to a lot of games, and it's just – it'll be disappointing not seeing Dame there. You know, yeah. I mean, you're going to be seeing Scoot, Scooby Henderson. Uh, yeah, Scoot Henderson, Henderson might be but great. I think he's going to be good. Shaden Sharp, who was a rookie last year, is amazing. Uh, I mean, it's going to be a lot of losses this year. Lot, I, I don't know if I'm going to any games. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a tough season. A lot, lot of losses. But, it, but you know, it's okay. You watch young guys develop, and, and it'll be okay. But – uh, so last question on so what Dame. trade do you that before we get on what yeah. trade do you think so, so here make? so okay. Dame Dame has come out and said he wants to go to Miami 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 so that's my last question for you do you accommodate Dame and do whatever you can to send him to Miami or do you get the best trade you can have from whoever or kind of my solution would be look you say to Dame you're not, we're not going to just talk to Miami. You give us about five or six contending teams, and we're going to make our best deal among those five or six teams. That's what, I, that's what yeah. I would say to him. I mean, I don't even talk to him. I just say, look, we're going to make the trade. You want to leave. We love you here. We want you to stay. We're willing to do some things, you know, but we have to get the best thing for our buck. You know, it's been a great 11 years. We need to get you to the best place we can get the most for because this is really a rebuild. So you got to get the best players and you got to get the most picks, and only a couple teams can do it for you. So you got to send them to that place. You, you got to. You and probably, he's not going to win at those places, probably. Well, you you probably have to do like a three three team trade where you do something like yeah. you know because let's say Miami wants him. Uh, Miami doesn't have great draft picks. You know they're they're not yeah. going to be drafting at the front of the draft. They're going to be drafting at the end of the draft. So you take someone like Tyler Hero, who Miami won't need if they get Dame and shift him to a third team that does have better draft picks. So if Tyler Hero goes to that team, the draft picks come to Portland, and Miami gets Dame. That, that's what's going to have well, to happen. Well, hold on, but you have to, But I think you got to get the rights to Jaime Jaquez because you're giving Dame up, and they won't really need Jaime Jaquez. If they, well, they will need him, but I think he's the guy they want to give up. They want to give up the, the Jokic, what's the guy's name? Jokic or whatever? Uh, they want to give him up. Yeah. Yovic, yeah, no, you'll get, give you'll get young. You'll get young players too, but uh, 
And then they got a couple of draft picks they want to give up, right? But they're like 2028. They're like way out there in the future. I saw the thing the other day that picks are so way, far out. Way, there. Out, but, way out in the future. Although that but, might be a good thing because Miami might suck might in, in 2028 because Jimmy Butler and yeah. Dame will be old and they won't be yeah. effective anymore. And it's not like Miami has star players who are young other than Tyler Hero who they're going to have to give up in the trade. So you never know. But anyway, I, mean, I think that would be the best. I mean, at Lakers, the Clippers might Clippers want him because uh, what's the guy? The James Harden wants to go to the Clippers, but someone said the Clippers would be a better uh, option for the Lake for uh, the Blazers to trade Dane to because he'd want to go there, and they really need a guy like him who can stay healthy because other two on that team aren't the healthiest dudes. I think so. I, I think the best destination is actually Boston. They've got a team ready to win. They have Jason Tatum. And then now if Christoph Porzingis, you trade him for Jalen Brown, who probably goes to a third team. Jalen Brown can get you a massive haul of draft picks coming back to the Blazers. So, you know, you get some young players coming from the Celtics, maybe, you know, Grant Williams, uh, Peyton Pritchard can come home. But the big thing is, is get, you know, you get Jalen Brown because the salary will match and, uh, you know, moves Jalen Brown to a third team for a bunch of draft picks. That would be my idea. But yeah, anyway, I like that. Let's talk. Let's talk a little golf. So uh, something that really matters in the world. Something something that matters. And our, you know, who's who do you think the most popular player on tour, you know, with Tiger Woods out is these days? Is it uh, Rory? Okay. Is, a- is it Rory? Is it Ricky? Uh, you know, who do you think the most? I I I guess it's probably Rory. But Ricky it's Fowler's Rory. it's definitely Rory. But yeah. but but Ricky Fowler's close. He's probably the most popular American. Even I mean, I think so because he's a nice. I mean, he's more popular than Jordan Spieth, who I think is kind of like not that nice at all. I think it's all fake. He's kind of like the Phil Mickelson fake. I think Jordan Spieth is. And then Justin Thomas, uh, he's nice, but I don't think he really. He just wants to win and play golf. He doesn't care about cool stuff. So I think you're right. I think Ricky. It's got to be Rory because Rory carries the mantle for the tour. He, he, I mean, he carries the torch for the tour. I think it's him, and I think it's, uh, I think it's Ricky Fowler. People love him. People love Ricky Fowler. He's humble. He's good-looking. He's photogenic. Um, and as you said, he just seems like, like genuinely a nice... I remember Olin, Olin Brown's daughter was dating Ricky Fowler at one point, and Olin Brown right. was just gushing about him. He said he's the... He's Did exact- he cry when he didn't marry the daughter, Olin yeah. Brown? Yeah, yeah. Or did he want to marry Ricky? I think he, he wanted to marry him. Probably wanted to marry Ricky himself. He wanted yeah. to be he wanted to be Wayne Gretzky. But you see, his yeah. son his son played in the Open. It was great. His son, oh, really? His son's a journeyman and made uh, it got into the U.S. Open and Olin Brown Jr. Oh wow! Where did he go to school? I wonder. You know what? I, I you know I didn't check because Olin Brown went to my high school. He went to St. Albans High School in Washington D.C. Oh, St. Albans guy, yeah. huh? Yeah. Wow, yep. I didn't know that. Huh. Yep. Um, so uh, they played this week in Detroit, uh, the, the the Rocket Mortgage Mortgage Classic, and again, you know, this is another course, Stacy. It's too easy. Was there anything yeah. challenging at all on this course? Uh, the rain, yeah, and the water, and how wet it was. The wet conditions. But I think this this is a tournament which is really going to more than any other non elevated event. The, is going to shape the Ryder Cup team because of how well two guys played and how poorly two guys played. So you have yeah. Ricky Fowler, 
beats Colin Marikawa and Adam Hadwin in a playoff. So you have Ricky and Colin, you know, Rick, Ricky has been playing great for about the last six weeks. He's been, you know, sniffing, sniffing victory, you know, uh, climbing up leaderboards, being in the top 10. I think he's been in the top 13, something like five or six straight weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Colin Morik- so good. And Colin Morikawa looks to have found his game maybe. So Morikawa hasn't been playing well, but he shoots 64 on Sunday, gets into a playoff. And uh, we'll talk about how Ricky Fowler won this tournament uh, in a second. But the two guys who didn't play well, who are struggling uh, in terms of the Ryder Cup standings unexpectedly are Justin Thomas and Tony Finau, neither of whom made the cut. Tony Finau being the defending freaking champion. Yeah, the highest score ever right there, right? He was 26, he was 26 under par last year, and he like shot even par for two days and, and uh, went back to his kids. And I, I think Tony Finau might be, he's not as popular or as well-known, but he may be as well-liked as Ricky Fowler as a good person. Yeah. Um, but he's not playing well. And he, you know, there's only one more major left in a couple playoff events and he's falling behind in the Ryder cup standing. He's not really that close to 12 right now. In the FedEx though, he's well up there. He's in top 10, right? He's great in the FedEx. Yeah. Yeah. And he's won an event. He better play well. He's won an event. So I don't know why he's He's won two events. Yeah. He's won two events, but I, so I'm not sure why he's so far down in the Ryder cup standings, but he is, he hasn't played well in the majors. There are no points available for those. Yeah. I mean, but Rich, I mean, take a look at this. I took a screenshot yesterday. I took a lot of screenshots, but this one, it's been a long time since the last win. Colin Marikawa, he hasn't won since a year and 11 months of the 21. 2021 Open Championship, which is a beautiful, he played great. Ricky Fowler, four years and four months. Last win is 2019 uh, Waste Management Phoenix Open. And then Adam Hadwin, six years, three months, 2017 Valspar Championship. Man, talk about a drought for these three guys. And they're all... You know, I mean, Mark Howard, everyone expects him to win, but man, he lost his game a little bit here. Well, remember, he, you know, he came to... Remember, what tournament was it? It was at the tournament of champions. It was one of I think it was the tournament of champions. He was oh, way yeah, he was way ahead. Out. So, oh he was he was ahead coming into Sunday by like six strokes and and lost. Uh, Who won? Justin Thomas won that one. Uh, was it Victor Hovland? Maybe. Oh yeah, let's see. I have to go back. It's been so long ago. But you know, it is. He hasn't played well all year since then. You know, maybe kind of mental. So this was good for Colin Marikawa. But I tell you what, Ricky Fowler played great. He shot, um, he was in control. He shot 67, 65, 64, had a two shot lead going into Sunday. And John Rom won that one. John Rom. John Rom came back. That's right. And it's not like Ricky Fowler played poorly. He was four under par 68 on Sunday, but you know, uh, you know, Colin Markawa was eight under par and Adam Hadwin was five under par. But so Ricky Fowler, uh, this course is an easy course. They come to 17, which is a, a, a pretty easy par five. And Ricky doesn't play the hole particularly well. He, he, uh, it, he, he has to lay up on his second shot. His approach shot's not very good. And he just gets a par. And Colin Marikawa and Adam Hadwin, Adam Hadwin birdies the hole, makes it to 24 under par. Colin Marikawa, I think birdies 18, gets to 24 under par. And Ricky Fowler comes to 18 at 23 under par. So you're thinking, oh my gosh, he's going to come up one shot, uh, one shot yeah. short again. 
So he hits a perfect drive, center of the fairway. Uh, actually, not a perfect drive. He, he got lucky. He hit, he was no, the first cut, the, left, the first cut of rough. First yeah. cut on the left. Uh, and then hits, you know, just an amazing Ricky Fowler iron shot circa 2014. When, by the way, Ricky Fowler was runner-up to Rory McIlroy the last time the Open Championship was played at Royal Liverpool. Uh, sticks a, an iron shot to within, what, about four feet? For, a, yeah. for an easy I mean, birdie to yeah. get to 24 and make it into the playoff. And I think what happened, Rich, on that, he's lucky he was in the rough because that, that, the ball didn't spin as much, right? That's right. It, it just the stuck. The balls were spinning so much off the fairway. Well, it was, it was, it, there was a lot of rain uh, on the course. So, yeah, the, the, uh, coming from the rough, you didn't have to worry so much about flyers out of the rough, right? Yep. So, anyway, then on the first playoff hole, which was 18 again, uh, the Hadwin and uh, Morikawa hit good drives, right? And Ricky Fowler slices one right of right, but yeah, he he I got a right of Reagan. He got he right of Reagan. He got maybe uh, Steve Bannon. Maybe he put it in Steve Bannon's yeah, zone. That's true. <laughs> Alex Jones, it definitely Alex uh, Jones, right of uh, Desantis, I think. Right of Desantis, but he got a break because it was kind of a trampled area, and he didn't have tree trouble. And the other two guys hit very mundane approach shots. Uh, Colin Morikawa went over the green, and Adam Hadwin was about, you know, what, 20, 28, 29 feet away. And Ricky Fowler hit a beautiful shot. Again, I think he was really aided by the fact that it had rained all day and the the course was wet, but he stuck it about, what, 15 feet, um, uh, 15 feet under the hole. A nice one of the easiest putts out there, probably. Yeah, it was a fairly straight, you know, not a lot of break in the putt, a little bit of break. Uh, and he just stuck it right in and won the tournament. And his reaction was priceless, wasn't it? It was, oh my God, that cute little kid of his. I mean, cute wife, kid. That's, that's priceless. I, I mean, mean, I'm sure he's been waiting to win after having this kid and have her come out and hug him. And yeah, what a good, what a good, what a good guy. What a good man. I mean, even after I was really all these years. For him. Even after all these years, when he hasn't won in all these years, he dropped out of the top 100 in the world. He wasn't making majors. Did you see all the kids out there in orange with with Puma hats? Oh, my God. I mean, they still love Ricky Fowler. And I remember at the last last Ricky Fowler, at the last Ryder Cup, remember the guy with the hat, make Ricky Fowler great again. Oh, Ricky Fowler's great again. Let's go over. Let me ask you this, Rick. Let me ask you this. How much do you? How much did he get offered to go to live? You think? I think he got a lot, and he he he. I think he he definitely had an offer. He's he's you know he's implied he as much, and he turned it down. Yeah. Wow. I mean, and that's and that's an interesting one too. I mean, like Kepka, who was hurt, who ran for the money, which now is a good idea. Let him look like he's a smart guy. We know how that works out. And then um, who else? Bryson DeChambeau, bodies deteriorating, runs. For the money ricky fowler not playing well in has always been healthy he sticks around and look what happens he wins and that's that's just good for ricky fowler that's just good to, that's just good energy right that guy i mean just a good person all right well let's go over some of the rest of the uh, uh oh by the way before we move on off yeah. the ricky fowler i just want to let you know olin brown jr was born in palm beach gardens florida he turned pro in 2011 he went to uh, Pepperdine University, Pepperdine. and I don't think he went to high school at St. Albans. No, so no, Ol- like he was Olin Brown Sr. Yeah. did, not Olin Brown Jr. Yeah, it sounds like they had moved to Florida by then. Yeah, so. there were borders at St. Albans, but I don't think he went in either. Although it was an interesting week. Did you see 
uh, on the DP tour. We'll get to the DP tour shortly, but Mark Wiebe's son, who's a journeyman, uh, almost won the DP tour event this week in uh, I saw that. Uh, at the British I didn't Masters. I realize it was Mark Wiebe's son. I saw I, the name Wiebe in it. Yeah, I saw the name. We will get to that in a second, but I thought that was, that was I saw Wiebe and I was oh, like, God. is that Mark Wiebe's son? And it, yeah, it was Gunnar Wiebe. His LinkedIn page says he's the assistant pro at Bel Air Country Club. Oh, seriously? Oh, yeah. What a win by the New Zealander, though. What a freaking win. Yeah. We'll talk about that. Man, good. Okay. Well, let's talk about the rest of the leaderboard in Detroit. Uh, there was an amazing performance by a young man from BYU named Peter Quest. Quest, not spelled like Johnny Quest, spelled K-U-E-S-T. A uh, young man went to BYU, was an All-American, but kind of has struggled. I mean, he's not a name we've seen prominently on the DP World Tour. He Monday qualified for this event and then went out and shot 64 for the first round lead. And, you know, you see that a lot, you know, one round, you know, he shot 70 on, on Friday. He wasn't, you know, on the top of the leaderboard, but then goes out and shoots 65, 68 to finish tied fourth um, and to make it into the John Deere Classic next week. So, uh, you know, those are the kind of great stories that you don't see on the live tour. Great story. You don't see you that know, on the live tour. You don't see it on the live tour. This guy, Peter Quest, is a great story. I was listening to Golf Channel the other day, and they had his, the, the producer who's on Michael Breed's show went to high school at um, in uh, Fred, outside of, a little town outside of Fresno. He went, that's where this Quest kid went to high school. And he was a baseball player. And the baseball player, uh, the coach, the golf coach talked this kid into leaving baseball and becoming a golfer. And they, they asked his coach questions. He, this coach had taken over after the – he was the second coach that this Quest kid had. And they, the coach was like, every year he goes, we always take the kids to play at a good place. He would take the rest of the players. This guy, Quest, was the best by far. He goes, yeah, he could just show up and he was so good. But he was determined, dedicated. And he says, you know, there a bunch of guys on the team weren't that good. But this kid was really good. But he made everyone around, around him better. He's such a nice guy. So he grew up in this really small town outside of Fresno and went to BYU. And I mean, it's amazing because he's only, he's not even going to the corn Ferry tour. He's just trying to Monday qualify, but he missed that last putt, Rich, but he given him conditional status in the tour. That last, that birdie putt he didn't make on 18, but what? that 70 that he shot on Friday, if he would have shot higher, he would have got a conditional tour, uh, conditional, you know, he would have been on the tour conditionally. So isn't that amazing? And did you hear the other part Pretty of the cool. story was, on the Monday qualifier, there were four guys who tied for three spots, and one of them put an extra club in his bag on the range before the playoff and disqualified himself. That's golf. That's, Seriously? Yeah, that's that's golf. And that's cool for a guy to do it to say he had an extra club in the bag. That's yep. kind of cool, right? And the other three, the other three made it into the tournament. Uh, tied wow, for fourth. What a great story. So I'm, I, I changed my mind. We said before our Texas team was Spieth, Scheffler. Uh, uh, Bryson DeChambeau, and I said Bo Hostler. You said Ryan Palmer. You know who should be on that team is Taylor Moore. Taylor Moore is from, uh, from, yeah. from Texas, and so he yeah. can be on the team as well. And he's been really good this year. I mean, he you know, he's yeah. he's in the top 20 of Ryder Cup standing. So I'm going to put Taylor Moore instead of Bo Hostler or, uh, or uh, Ryan Palmer yeah. on that Texas team. Uh, we could have put Cole Hammer. We could have had Kramer Hickok. I mean, there's a lot of good guys. I, th right? I think Taylor Moore is playing better than any of them right now. Yeah, um, I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, Lucas Glover, former uh, uh, U.S. Open winner, also tied fourth. Good performance for him. Uh, Justin Lau. Georgia guy, Lucas Glover. Lucas Glover. Or Georgia. 
It's been so long. Well, you look you look it up. I'll go over the rest of the standings. Uh, I think he's from the South somewhere. Uh, Adam Shank, seventh. Uh, he's had a good year. Justin Lauer, former winner, I think, in, in Puerto Rico, eighth. Aaron Rye, uh, the Brit who plays with no, is he no gloves? Yeah, he's no gloves. He's two gloves. Or he's, two, he's two gloves. Um, Clemson. He went to Clemson, by the way. Went to Clemson. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Aaron Rye and Brian Harmon, Alex Noren, Peter Malnati, uh, and, and Stefan Jaeger, uh, German, tied ninth. Other uh, prominent uh, presidents and Ryder Cup guys, Cam Davis, who's a former winner of this tournament, tied 17th. Nikolai Hoygaard continues to play well in the States. Uh, tied 21st. Um, Keegan Bradley, who won last week, and Max Homa, who had a hole-in-one, also tied 21st. Sanjay M tied 24th. Uh, Sam Bennett, the, the youngster uh, from uh, Texas A&M, tied 29th. Uh, Ludwig Aberg was playing with Ricky on Saturday and kind of imploded, sh uh, shooting 73-72 on the weekend to finish tied 40th. And let's see. Does that kid have uh, that kid has temporary status, conditional status, or something? Lucas A. Bear, because his yes, he, yes, he does because, because he would be he got he got status as number one on on uh, uh, PGAU. Yeah, you can tell because he has he got points. He got uh, so that so what's going to happen when we go to live? All that stuff's going to go away, right? Or don't know if live comes. I mean, they they combine the sports. When they combine the tour. Yeah, don't, don't, don't. I mean, don't. I love that. Don't you like that, Rich? I think that's, awesome. I think that's great. He got right on tour. And uh, guys who didn't make the cut, we already gave you the big ones. Justin Thomas and uh, and Tony Finau didn't make the cut. Uh, Webb Simpson. I just have to say, Justin Thomas and Tony Finau might not make the Ryder Cup. Uh, they, I, I think Justin Thomas will. I think actually they better odds that they both will make the team. But well, if they're playing crappy, that you don't put them on. Well, let's put it this way. All right, let's say there's two spots left, and you have and you have yeah. Justin Thomas and Tony Finau. You can give it to Justin Thomas and Tony Finau, or Sam Burns and Cameron Young, neither of whom is playing particularly well right now. Yeah. Who do you yeah, give you it to? You got to take the two experienced. Got to take. The You're going to take the two experienced guys. Uh, Thomas Dietrich missed the cut. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama missed the cut. So uh, I say you call Tiger Woods and put him on the. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, I hope, is there hobbling or hobbling along. Okay. Hobbling, hobbling. hobbling. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's do the DP World Tour. They played one of their one of their good one of their good tournaments, the British Masters. Uh, do you know? Have you played? Have you played that course? That's the Belfry. That's another Ryder Cup. Course. I've never played at the Belfry. Never. I, I mean, I never played in Europe, or I never played there. I would love to play at the Belfry. You know, don't you think maybe the Belfry should be on the British Open rotor? You know, I think that the Belfry is a, so. a better course than Hoy Lake what or, they're play or, in a couple weeks, yeah. or Royal Royal St. George. Those are those are I mediocre so. courses, but the Belfry is a pretty cool course. And uh, the, I think so. And the host of the tournament is uh, Sir Nick Faldo. Sir Nick Faldo is the host. And Daniel Hillier, a New Zealander, wins shooting 66 on Sunday to come out of the pack with a two-shot win over uh, uh, Englishman Oliver Wilson and the aforementioned Gunnar Wiebe, uh, who, as I said, has been kind of, he's been on the DP Tour this year, but mostly missed cuts and not played very well. But if you look online about Gunnar Wiebe, he's 34. He's not a young kid, but uh, his LinkedIn profile has him as an assistant pro at Bel Air Country Club. Uh, I mean, that Hillier guy must be really young. Well, I mean, he's, well, yeah, he's uh, 24. So he must be friends with... Uh... Uh, what's the kid? 
Me, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Minju Lee. Uh, Minju Lee. He must be really good. I, I saw Minju Lee out there rooting them on, and all the other New Zealanders rooting them on. They must be uh, or Min Woo Lee. They're, they're Min the same Lee. age, right? What's that? They're yep. the same age, Min Woo Lee, right? Yep. Um, so let's see. Tied fourth are Callum Hill and Owen Ferguson. And Justin Rose, Justin Rose should have been higher up in this tournament. I saw him on Sunday. He was in contention on a par five. He hit, he, uh, hit a beautiful iron shot to about you know 25 feet for Eagle, had a really good look at Eagle, which would have given him the tournament lead and three-putted and uh, was out of contention. I mean, but Rich, this leaderboard, you know, I, I, I don't know how did you start. I watched it early in the morning while I, while I couldn't sleep. So I, I woke up and the, the leaders hadn't teed off. You know, Oliver Wilson, a couple of the older guys, other guys that played really bad. You, Luton, Luton, those guys are terrible. They all played bad. They hadn't teed off. And then you get the guy going down the range after them all questions. And then I took a little nap and I woke up and none of those guys, Oliver Wilson, he was the only one that had, had one of the late starters. Had that done that that did something? He made birdie on the last hole to make it into the Open Championship. But the rest of the guys that are that are well known on the on the European tour, they finished. They were not like Andy Sullivan wasn't good. A couple of the players, Guido, Guido, Guido Migliosi had a chance to make the Ryder Cup team. He was, I think, tied tied for the lead going into Sunday, and he shoots seventy seven and finishes tied twenty eighth. Uh, it was amazing. Yannick Paul wasn't were not good. Yannick Paul uh, was only shot seventy on Sunday. Uh, Adrian Moronk shot seventy on Sunday. So Daniel Hillier, you know, he, you know, took the, uh, you know, he shot sixty six. Gunnar Weeby shot sixty six, and and they win the turn. And uh, Hillier wins the tournament. Hillier gets in. He gets into the open. Does the Weeby kid get in the open? I think he does. Right. I bet, I bet he does. He's a top. Yeah. He's the top three. The top three got in, and Oliver Wilson got in. Yep. So, and Colin Hill didn't get in because he finished fourth. Amazing, huh? What a good tournament. That kid's really good, though. I mean, he, he shot lights out the last six, seven holes. I mean, he was, like, lights out the whole year, kid. Now, they go next week to Denmark. Um, I, always thought the, I always thought they did Irish Open, then Scottish Open, then, then the Open Championship. But they're in Denmark. Then they do the Scottish Open, and then finally – uh, the Open Championship. They, right. The Irish Open must be after that this year. It must be. Well, this year that man, this year the uh, Scottish Open played at a great course. I did. I only. I didn't get to play the course because it was kind of new at the time. It's the Renaissance Open. What a beautiful place! So I played the course right across the street from it. But yeah, so that's going to be all the big names are signed up for that tournament. I love the Scottish Open. All the big time players go over and get ready for the, the Open Championship. So it's great. And they're going to have what is it? The Reno Tahoe. They're going to have a tournament over here as well uh, for the for you know for the people who don't make it in an elevated event. I think it's that modified Stableford tournament is going to be that week. Uh, oh, it is. Okay. Ches Ches Reeve won last year. So that's always fun to be. Yeah, that's always fun to watch. You know, in the afternoon when you've already watched the Scottish Open. Well, the U.S. Senior Open uh, was played at in stevens point wisconsin at century world great looking course that was a good looking course and bernard langer is he's just amazing he's 65 he's, he's closer to 66 than he is 64 and he wins his 12th senior open major and i think his 45th senior open tournament uh by two Did strokes break hill irwin's who's record? broke hill irwin's record yeah. for, for most tournaments won on the senior tour champions tour he beats Steve Stricker, who had won the last two majors. Steve Stricker finishes second. Jerry Kelly finishes third. Those are your Wisconsin contingent. Uh, and then 
Rob Labritt, Brett Quigley, Ratif Gusson, Dickie Pride, Stephen Alker, Y.E. Yang, Alex Cheka comprise the top 10. Kind of a disappointing performance by Patrick Harrington. Uh, he finishes uh, 13 shots off the lead. Uh, Miguel Anahel uh, Jemez, uh, also 11 shots off the lead. I mean, I'm just, like I said, I'm just, I mean, this guy is amazing, Bernhard Longer. I mean, I don't understand that he's, six, like you said, he's closer to 66 to 64. Uh, so the guy is good. I mean, he's just determined and gritty and everything about it. Like, it's amazing. They, I was, they were listening to the commentators and they made this, these comments. They were like, well, you know, oftentimes you'll see him in the, he'll be the first one in the, in the working out in the morning. And then after the round, you'll see him practice and he'll go back to the gym again. So he's a workhorse, this guy. You know, he's like a BMW, Rich. They're built well. It, it was interesting. The ultimate I, driving machine. I watched them tee off on Sunday and Bernard Longer played in the last group with Jerry Kelly, who's much, much younger than he is. And Kelly yeah, hits yeah. a beautiful drive right down the middle and Longer steps up and hits it 20 yards past Jerry Kelly. It was so funny because the, the, I mean, the uh, commentators admitted that, well, well, he's hitting an older driver and it goes right by Jerry Kelly by 20 yards. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. All right. Well, finally, we have the Live Tournament, the Live Golf Andalucia at Valderrama, won by Taylor Gooch, his third win on the Live Tour this year. It's, it's impressive. Wow. It's impressive. impressive. Ryder Cupper? Yeah, right. We'll talk about that one because I see on Twitter, it's a, they've got to put Taylor Gooch on the Ryder Cup team. They've got to. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau finished his second, uh, one shot out. Taylor Gooch hit a nice putt on 18 to win the tournament. Uh, Brooks Kepka, I'm surprised he didn't stick it out in the PGA tour. Uh, Brooks, Brooks Kepka finishes third and uh, at nine under par, and then everybody else trailed behind Sebastian Munoz, Jason Kokrak, David Puig, uh, Patrick Reed, Dustin Johnson, Cameron Trindale, and Joaquin Neiman. I always like to look at the bottom of the live. Uh, let's see if it, who really who really was terrible on the live tour this week. Uh, Siwon Kim, Chase Kepka, Jediah Morgan. Those are the usual suspects. And then Charles Howell the third, Matthew Wolf, Peter Uline. I guess all that Peter Uline for the Ryder Cup stuff uh, is going to go away. Harold Varner, Eugenia Chikara, Anurban Lahiri. Those those are the bottom guys. Did Phil even play? Phil was in the middle. Oh, okay, he's in the middle. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, these guys are lucky. Harold Varner, I mean, these tours coming together, whenever they work all this out, a guy like Harold Varner, he kind of won. He he won. Now he gets to come back to the PGA Tour where he wants to be anyway, probably, right? Yeah. And I mean, know, he wins. They win. He won. He won one tournament. He won one tournament. I mean, I mean, this Taylor Gooch has won three tournaments this year. He's won what? About, what how much has he won? About $12 million, $13 million already this year, a lot, huh? A lot of money. A lot of money for people. He's going to win more than all of our people. Ricky Fowler's won one tournament this year. Yep. And placed in the top 10 in the U.S. Open from those two tournaments, won $2.2 million. Taylor Gooch just played three rounds and he wins that much. Yep. Amazing. All right. Well, let's do our Ryder Cup standings, and then we'll talk a little bit about uh, – well, you know what? Let's, let's, let's do our live talk next week. This was a great week in golf. We'll do okay. our live PGA yeah. talk next week. Um, and we'll do the teams next week, too? No, no, we'll do teams this week. We'll do the live PGA, you know, stuff, the legal stuff next week. Cause next week's the John Deere and the main and made in Denmark tournament. It's not, You're as, not excited about the made in Denmark or the John Deere. No, 
I mean, it's they're not going to be the fields that we that we saw this week or the week before. There's no there's no you know. Is, are the women? Do they have a major this week? Yeah, the women U.S. Open this the week at Pebble US Beach. Open yeah, at Pebble Beach is this week. So we'll talk about that. We'll do some. And I think the live. I think the live is playing again in London this week. They are. They're playing in London this week. And nobody will be there. Nobody. No, it's stupid to put tournaments in London, places that have other golf events. But yeah. All right, the U.S. team. Scotty Scheffler, of course, remains first. Wyndham Clark second. Brooks Kepka third. You have your major winners. Then you have Xander Schauffele, Patrick Cantlay, and Max Homa, one through six. Those would be the automatic berths. And it was nice to see Homa play a little better this week. All right. It really was. Seven through 12. This is interesting. Keegan Bradley stays in seventh. Jordan Spieth stays in eighth. Colin Morikawa moves up three spots from 11th to eighth, or to ninth. uh, Three spots from 12th to ninth. Cameron Young and Sam Burns each move down a spot to 10 and 11, and Ricky Fowler moves into 12th, moving up four spots. It's, it's surprising. He only moved up four spots because it wasn't an elevated event. Keegan Bradley moved up a lot more last week. Okay, so that means Justin Thomas is out of the top 12. He's 13th. Denny McCarthy is 14th. Kurt Kitayama, 15th. Will Zalatoris won't play because uh, he's injured. He's next. And then Harris English. And Tony Finau. Tony Finau right now is 18th, followed by Chris Kirk, Brian Harmon, uh, uh, Sahith Tagala, who does not look like he's gaining momentum, Taylor Moore, who is, Russell Henley, Adam Shank, and Tom Hoagie. So that's your top 25. Yeah, but there's a lot of room. I mean, I think we have to say there's a lot to go, right? I mean, we have six wild card picks. You have the tour championship, and it's going to change. I mean, I well, don't know if every, the top six will change. They they use I think they do it before the tour championship. They do it, you know, with the after the first two rounds of the playoffs, but before the tour championship. And, no, it says wild card players will be selected and oh. announced following the tour twenty twenty three tour okay. championship. Well, That's what it says on the Tony Finau better make it to the tour championship. And so, you know, Justin Thomas Tony Finau will, because he's, you know, in the top ten. Justin Thomas is close to not even making the top seventy. Yeah, top seven. That's the thing. Yeah. He's gonna have to well. He's gonna have to what play. is he? I don't. I have the FedEx rankings. I thought I. All right, on the European side. So we've been. Uh, I've been uh, incorrectly assuming that the Europeans are doing things the way they've always done things, which is four uh, off of the world points and four off the European points. But they've now gone similar to the U.S. to a three and three model with six captains picks. So yep. right now for the. Uh, Europeans on European points, they would have John Rahm, Rory McIlroy, and Yannick Paul. Although Adrian Moronk is right on Yannick uh, Paul's uh, 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 coattails. Uh, he's very close. On world points, the next three would be Victor Hovland, Ty Hatton, and Matthew Fitzpatrick. So those would be the automatic qualifiers. The next six who uh, in points on the world, on the world uh, uh, points list would be Tommy Fleetwood, Shane Lowry, Justin Rose, Adrian Moronk, Sepp Straka, and Seamus Power. So that would be your top 12. That's followed by Victor Perez, uh, Alex Noren, Adrian Otegoy, Thomas Dietrich, Aaron Rye, uh, Robert McIntyre, Pablo Larazabal, Danny Willett, Jordan Smith, Antoine Rosner, Jorge Campillo, Rasmus Hoygaard, Just Leuten, or Luton, and, uh, and looks like... Uh, Thorburn Olison. So that's your European list. Wow. Do you so yeah, do you think I mean, do you think, you know, if, if Luke Donald had to choose today, do you think he would 
he would pick Sepp Straka and Seamus Power over Victor Perez and Alex Noren? Or, you know, how do you think that would shape up? I think he would, yeah. I think he would choose those. But Alex Noren's been playing a lot in the state. Uh, playing okay. I think he would. I think he'd choose. He wouldn't choose Noren. I think he'd be out. I think Straka would, is definitely, would definitely get a pick. He's been playing quite well. Seamus Power yeah, has not Seamus been. Seamus Power, he's, no. I think you take Straka and, yeah. All right. The one you take. All right. So that's interesting. The uh, John Deere is this week, as well as the Made in Himmelfarb Danish Open. So probably won't be a lot of changes after this week. But then the week after is an elevated event, uh, the Scottish Open. And the week after that is the Open Championship. And uh, then there's not, won't be a lot of movement until the playoffs, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not until the playoffs. I mean, I'm, I'm taking a look at the top 70. And I tell you, you know, when you get down to 40 and 50 and, and this guy's going to have to play well to make, they're going to have to really do great, good to make something in the top. If you're number 50, you've made, you're number 50 on the list, you made 2.7 million. And if you're number 70 on the list, 69 on the list, you made 1.7. So it's really close. Justin Thomas is 68 at $3 million. So and, he's going to have to play well just to make it in probably. So, so, uh, before, before we move to these teams, uh, we very soon are going to have a YouTube channel, which means that like yeah. when, we're, when we're in Rome, we can actually you know, do a little live broadcasting for everybody yeah. and, and show you the course. And uh, you know, if we can get some interviews, we'll get some interviews. But uh, that's, yeah. we're, we're very excited. And, and thanks, to, uh, yeah. thanks, to yeah, thanks to Nicholas Hamm, Nicholas the, Hamm. Uh, the right upcoming sophomore at Virginia Tech. I'm glad that, uh, that Virginia Tech is helping, you, helping us out a little bit. That's going to help you out. Okie hokey high. All right. Okie hokey high. Yeah. All right. So and we're going to have a you TikTok, YouTube. We're going to have a, I think, uh, Facebook. We're going to have them all. So I don't know anything about Facebook, Rich. So you're going to have to man up. I don't know anything about Facebook. I know, you, I know you're me. trying to catch all your classmates from high school and Rich in there. Yeah. Facebook, so. The only thing I know about TikTok is I don't know how to dance. No dancing. Yeah. No dance. We'll post a lot, though. We're going to post on all of them when we get to the, uh, when we get to the Ryder Cup. Absolutely. We'll chronicle oh. our trip, Rich, yep. through Berlin and to oh, to oh. Berlin, to Cologne, to Berlin, to Rome. Yep. All right. So uh, teams. So as we said before, I, I imagined that the live would morph into a bigger team event with most of the of the best players in the world as part of four-man teams playing for pride of country or pride of their university or pride of their region of the United States. So we already did Texas, and we, we changed it to Scotty Scheffler, Jordan Spieth. Well, I changed it to Bryson DeChambeau and Taylor Moore as your Texas four. I like it. That's, yeah. a good, that's a good team. All right. So uh, here's a team. Stacy. Uh, I don't want to give them stupid names, so I'm not going to. So an Irish team, team made of, of golfers from – the Emerald Isle. Okay. Irish golfer. Yep. Yeah. Well, there's only, there's, there's one guy that I, it's got to be Rory. Rory, of course. Uh, the second one's got to be Shane Lowry. Got Shane Lowry. Uh, Seamus Power, right? I got Seamus Power. And Seamus who with the fourth? Power. Had, had problems finding the fourth one, but, uh, but you know. Uh, that might be an issue. I, I took, to I took someone who's a little over the hill and on the live tour. Uh, who's on the I don't even tell me. Graham McDowell. Graham, yeah. 
Yeah, they they'd be looking okay. for. I mean, Paul Dunn was supposed to be the fourth guy, but his career hasn't hasn't been you know what it was cracked up to be. Okay, um, how about how about uh, the UK? Other than British our, the British British golfers. Okay, Justin Rose. Yep. Uh, let's see. Hold on, Justin Rose, Tommy Fleetwood. Yes. Uh, who else is there? Let me. Let me think. Let me think. Can't say Danny. No, Danny really not good. Who's always well, with Tommy Fleetwood? They're always paired. They're always together, those two. Yeah, they were together on the Ryder Cup team. They're on the Ryder Cup team. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, what's the you're the Spanish guy? I mean, the, the Italian dude. The hothead. Francisco Mullen. No, I'm sorry. No, in the last Ryder Cup, the hothead. The hothead. Oh yeah, Hatton, Ty Hatton. Hatton. Kind of forget him. And one more, one more. He's won a major, recently. Recently won a major European. Ah, uh, that's a good team. That's good. That's a great team, right? Fleetwood, Hatton, Fitzpatrick, and Moe. Okay. Uh, third team. Yeah. Third team I have is a, is the all Spanish team, all Spaniards. Uh, John Rom. Yep. Uh, Sergio Garcia. Of course. Yep. Victor Perez. He's not Spanish. I thought he was. Oh, he's, he's French. 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 Uh, he, he's Sergio's Spanish. good friend, but he's French. Otagua, whatever. Adrian Otagui, yeah. Otagui, yeah. Uh, the Spanish golfer. Um, I don't know who else. Is. I, I figure uh, you take your pick of, of the young guys on the Live Tour, either David Puig or, or Eugenio Chikara, who were both you know top-rated amateurs. But I figured one of those two guys. I put down Chikara, but That's Puig's good. been playing better. Okay, the next team I called Team Charlemagne. Team Charlemagne is like Central Europe. Guys, guys who are from, you know, the rest of Europe, not Spain, not Scandinavia, not the UK. So, you know, Germany, France, Belgium, the Netherlands. Oh, I'll take Any, Adrian Moronk. Adrian Moronk, I got I'll him. Take, um, Thomas Peters. I got Thomas Peters from Belgium. Good. Uh, the two brothers, uh, Nicholas Hoygaard, one of those Hoygaard brothers. Well, I put them in the Vikings. I got, I got a separate oh, okay. Scandinavian team. Uh, well, I don't know who else. Give me, give Victor, me Vic, Victor Perez. I got, I got Victor Perez. Oh, that's right. Victor Perez. And then yeah. I figure, well, you know, you could either get Yannick Paul or I put Sepp Straka because I think Sepp Straka. Yeah, is... okay. 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 So, all right. So the Vikings, the Vikings are Scandinavians. You already got, uh, you already said the Hoygaard. So I put both Hoygaards. Yeah, in. I got uh, what's the uh, what's the other dude's name? Uh, Smoker. Is he can No, he's not Scandinavian. Give me a hint. Uh, one from Norway. Just uh, just Victor one. Hovland. Yeah, Victor Hovland. And then I put the, the 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 youngest guy on tour. Uh, youngest guy on PGA tour. Just made it on the PGA tour. Uh, Nick, the Hogarth kid, right? No, no. Uh, I don't know. No. Uh, Ludwig Aberg. He's, he's Swedish. He's Swedish. Okay. What about Alex uh, Noren? You didn't. Well, Alec, I didn't put Noren. Alex Noren on there, but you know, I, I have some ca some categories for like misfits because you know not everybody perfectly fits. Um, okay. All right. So the Far East team. Far East team: Koreans, Chinese, Japanese. Oh God, Sanjay M. Sanjay M. Hideki Matsuy. Yep. Hideki, Hideki Matsuyama. Yep. Uh, Ben, uh, okay. Ben Hideki Matsuyama. Let me think of Chinese other golfers. Uh, other, I have, I have two other Koreans. 
Korean, Korean, Korean kids. Inwardly, we can't take him because he's, uh, he's nope. from New Zealand, right? Right. He's from New Zealand. Uh, I don't know. Give me a hint. Uh, uh, one of them has won the Players' Championship, and the other one was a star at the President's Cup this year. Ben, uh, Tom Kim. Tom Kim. And Ben, not Ben on. What's it? Nope. Siwoo Kim. Siwoo Kim. I was also on the President's Cup team. Okay. Yep. All right. How about the, the down-unders, the Australians and New Zealanders? Okay, I'll take Minwoo Lee, Adam Scott. Um, who else is there? Oh man, what are good Australian golfers are there? Uh, number three Those in the, the world. Like, number three in the world, mullet. Oh yes, Cam Smith. Okay, and, Cam Smith, right? Yeah, and who and and uh, another and guy Jason like Rick, Day. yeah, that's that's a great team. Adam Scott, yeah. Jason Day, Minwoo yeah. Lee, and Cam Smith. All right, Smith, uh, um, team, yeah. the South Americans. The, or or torque GC as you'd otherwise call them. Oh God! There's like all the other all those dudes. I don't know. I know they're all good. Joaquin Neiman. Joaquin Neiman. Mito Pereira. Uh, Mito Pereira. Uh, Johnny. No, Johnny Vegas. Let's take Johnny Vegas. He's better than all of them, right? You, I, him, you know right? what? I I picked I picked Sebastian Munoz from the Live Tour, and then I, I put Emiliano Grillo from Argentina because he yeah. won he won this yeah, year. Yeah, that's a good. One. All right. And uh, let's see, uh, the O Canada team. How about how about four Canadians? Uh, hat. Uh, the guy who just I, I just saw. Oh God, I'm blanking on these. Adam Hadwin, yeah. who was just in the play. Adam yeah, Hadwin, uh, Taylor Pendrith. Taylor Pendrith, I got him. Uh, uh, Nick Taylor. Nick Taylor, and the other guy who's always on leaderboards. Uh, I don't know what's his name. Corey Connors. Corey Thomas, right? Jesus, how did you get those Canadians? Okay, 